Are you a woman who likes to start the new year with a new year's resolution thinking that that's it, this is going to be the year that things finally change? If so, you're not alone. Around 60% of women will set a new year's resolution. However, only 8% of people will actually see that new year's resolution through to the end of the year. So I'm here to help you ditch the new year's resolutions and instead look at introducing an intention to your year. So settle in and listen to why resolutions fail and what we can do differently to make ourselves feel better instead. Welcome to Get Over Yourself, the podcast for successful women who are ready to get out of their own way and quit letting fear hold them back. You've worked hard to get to where you are, so it's about damn time you felt confident enough to enjoy it. I'm your host, Eloise Tompkins, and I've spent over a decade mastering the art of psychology so I can help women just like you stop the self-doubt spiral and learn to love yourself enough to move forward. Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be having a bit of a chat about New Year's resolutions. If you are like 60% of women, then chances are you have thought about or have made a New Year's resolution. Now, this is understandable because there's a lot of pressure that is placed on women to change themselves in some way, shape or form. We're taught very much that we're not okay as we are and that we should change something about ourselves to make ourselves better to fit into the mold of society anyway I'm not going to go on a rant about that even though I could I'm going to rein it in uh, and talk about new year's resolutions and why we have this sense of wanting to create one and why we also often fail at adhering to them throughout the year so we generally want to create a new year's resolution because with the new year there's this sense of renewal starting fresh and that is the underlying motivation that makes us want to create change there's also this sense of tradition you know that and when there's a tradition there's this expectation sometimes it can be a little bit of fun however that being said it can often leave us feeling really deflated when we don't actually succeed in achieving the resolution that we set out for ourselves. Now, when we think about it, the statistics, they vary. They vary from around 8% to 30-ish percent of people sticking to their resolution throughout the year. So there's no clear consensus on how many people actually stick to their New Year's resolutions, but the numbers suggest that it's actually quite low. So when we think about that, And the fact that people don't often make it past January holding on to their resolution, we start to get a bit of a sense that setting these resolutions for ourselves or setting these goals for ourselves actually make us fail. We're setting ourselves up for failure because it's actually really difficult to adhere to these goals. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Some of this is because we start the year with this inflated sense of hope and have these inflated expectations of what we're going to be able to achieve. And we have a lot of overconfidence in ourselves. And we think, yeah, this is the year that I'm finally going to do it. I'm finally going to 
get the job that I deserve or I'm going to make the income that I desire. I'm going to move to a house that I want to move to in a location that feels good for me. But the problem with that is that some of those goals or those resolutions are quite vague and quite broad. They're not specific enough. And we know that you're probably very familiar with these SMART goals, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, time-oriented, or whatever variation of the acronym is that you use, but along those lines. And so when we create New Year's resolutions that are very vague and are very broad, we're not actually giving ourselves a specific tangible outcome that we can achieve. And oftentimes the resolutions that we put out into the universe are really big. They're really big resolutions. Like I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to become CEO of my company, even though I'm in a junior position right now. (laughs) So they're not resolutions that we might be able to actually realistically achieve in a 12 month period anyway. And I guess the thing is, is that sometimes when those changes are too big and unrealistic, there's only two options that are going to happen with our New Year's resolutions. They're either going to get broken or the goal is going to be achieved. And that speaks to some really inflexible thinking because if we have these goals that it can either be broken or achieved, there's no gray in between because if we say, oh, I'm going to get out of debt, then that's kind of indicating that at the moment you're in debt. The alternative to that is being in no debt. But what happens if you pay off $10,000 of your, uh, I don't know, 200K mortgage? Then you've actually come a long way. But because of the rigidity of how your New Year's resolution has been set, then it's still going to likely be perceived as a failure, as not being good enough. And that can lead us to feel just deflated and reinforce all of those stories that might be floating through our minds of how we feel about ourselves. I don't feel good enough. This doesn't feel achievable to me. Here we go. I failed again. All of those stories that we hold about ourselves can then kind of come out and and play. And I mean, I would also invite you to think about the goals that you are setting or the resolutions that you're setting for the year. I would hazard a guess they're probably goals that you have wanted for a while because when New Year's comes, we generally are starting to pull out goals that we've wanted to make for a long time but have repeatedly found difficult to stick to for whatever reasons. And there's, again, that inflated sense of confidence where we think, nah, this is it. This is the time that I'm really going to step out and change. What we often do, though, is... We forget that if things were so simple to change, we would have done it already. We would have made that change years ago. If it were that simple, we would have done it. And the thing is, the way that our brain works is that it loves familiarity and it hates change. Our brain does not like change. And when we want to make change, our brain finds it really difficult to create neural pathways because it likes that old familiar story. 
even though it might not be serving us in the long run, being in debt, for example, might not be serving us. We might be spending more on our credit card than we would like to and kind of use spending as a way to manage our emotions in in some way, shape or form. And it feels good to us. And what we are lacking is other skills to then be able to soothe our emotions. And so we then pull out the credit card, spend money, go into more debt, then feel bad about ourselves because we haven't achieved our New Year's resolution of getting out of debt. So part of resolutions is the fact that we haven't actually built up any other skills to help us actually achieve that goal. Part of it is also the fact that we're not making the goal specific and measurable enough or the smart goal technique. And I guess the other part of it is that the goals can be so big that they're inflexible and that just leaves us feeling really terrible about ourselves. The thing is, though, we love to imagine what change looks like and that's really, really exciting for us. And we just think that there's this ideal version of us that's kind of on the other side of this change. And if we could just make those changes and our ideal self comes into the picture, then we can finally feel good about ourselves. And I think that that's a really dangerous path to go down if we have this thought process of if I become this type of person who gets out of debt or if I become this person who gets this particular job title or if I become this person that earns a particular type uh, amount of uh, income then I'll feel happy and the reality is we're in the here and now And look, it's always great to have goals and ambitions and desires. And I certainly have those for myself. And I would hope that you have those for yourself as well. When they come at the expense of our self-esteem and how we feel about ourselves, though, not so so thrilled about that. And I think there's other ways that we can go about having goals for ourselves. So there's a lot of problems that we have with New Year's resolutions. The problem that we have with the resolutions is that the excitement builds and we get really invested in these resolutions and we think that we can do it, but those emotions don't last. Then if we don't have an immediate uh, outcome, we give up, we get discouraged Um, we're not actually thinking about why we struggled with those goals in the past. And we haven't actually taken an honest look at what has held us back in the past and why we haven't been able to achieve that goal uh, in the past and why we're still struggling with it now. And that is the reason that your resolution is not going to stick. So, If you want an alternative, if you're sort of listening to this and thinking, oh my goodness, yeah, I can really relate to that, that I have made these resolutions in the past and they've really been hard for me to stick to, then you might want to try something a little bit different, something where you still get the joy and excitement of being able to start the new year afresh, but do it in a way that 
isn't going to leave you feeling like a failure, feeling like you haven't achieved your goal, feeling as though you're not uh, going to get any particular outcome and then just throw the towel in a week or two into the start of January, which is, I know, what I have done a lot in my 20s when I used to set a lot of New Year's resolutions in my early 20s. I know that uh, a lot of my resolutions would be um, around health and fitness and well-being. And then my New Year's resolutions would completely flop. And then it would just kind of be like, well, I fucked up the first two weeks of the year. There's still 50 weeks to go. I may as well just fuck up the rest of the year. And then the goal just went to shit. So what I started doing is setting an intention for myself. And this is kind of before I knew a lot about intentions and the positive impact of intentions and the, uh, I guess, better outcomes that people have with intentions. It was something that I kind of discovered for myself. Maybe I heard it somewhere. I don't know. I can't remember. But now this is something that I really love and is something I get excited about at the end of every year because I find that it's really, really easy for me to uh, integrate into my life. So intentions, well, first of all, if we think about uh, New Year's resolutions, they are more, I guess, a destination. They're the outcome. They're something that you want to have an outcome of. You want to change something about yourself. You're not happy about something. And a resolution is normally around something that you want to change. Whereas an intention is more of a guiding principle of how you want to live your life. And what I love about this is that it's something that you can actually master every single day of the year. You can bring it into your world every single day. You can bring it into your work, you can bring it into your friendships, your relationships, your relationship with yourself. And there's so much, so many ways that you can bring intentions into your life. And what I love about them is that they really help us to focus on abundance and creating more and creating this sense of positivity and bringing this energy into our world rather than trying to change something that we perceive as negative about ourselves. So even the vibe of intentions feels a lot more compassionate. It feels a lot less critical. And I love that. I love that we can invite this really nice, warm, uh, practice, I guess, into our new year. So an intention is something that you get to live by and you carry with you throughout the year and, and even for the years to come, if it, the intention still kind of feels relevant to you. And because you're holding that intention daily, by the end of 365 days, that intention is solid. So I'll give you an example of my intention for 2023. Funnily enough, my intention for 2023 was intentional, to be intentional, to be intentional with my time, to be intentional 
with my energy, to be intentional in my life, to be intentional with my friendships. And what that looked like for me was to be intentional around how I wanted to spend time with my partner. So part of that for me was making sure that when we did spend quality time together, that my phone or both of our phones, um, and that's a priority for the both of us, are put down and that we're focusing on each other. Not all the time, but there were specific moments where phones would be down. And if my friends messaged, they'd get a message at a later point, it wouldn't be an immediate reply because my intention was to have intentional time with my partner. With my friendships, it was around who do I want to invite into my world, being intentional with the type of people that I allowed into my inner circle bubble. It was intentional in terms of the work that I was doing and making sure that the work I was doing was aligned with how I want to live my life. So really bringing intention across the decisions that I was making. And for 2024, I had been so excited actually thinking about the word that I wanted to have for 2024 or the intention that I wanted for 2024. And I had been thinking about this for quite a lot and and reflecting on how I had been intentional throughout 2023. And I realized that even though I had been doing a lot of intentional uh, interacting with others, I was still holding myself back. I was still fearful of my business and the visibility that would come with creating this podcast, for example, or putting myself out there and and stepping out into my career even further. So I was reflecting and thinking about what it was that I wanted to cultivate more of or what I wanted to achieve in 2024 and thinking about how I could bring this to fruition. And what I landed on was visibility because I realized that for me, what I wanted to do was get out of my own way and getting out of my own way meant that I needed to be comfortable with the discomfort of being visible because being visible for me and, you know, there's my own past stuff around that in terms of uh, visibility as a child and not feeling like I had a, had a place for me and um, feeling judged and all of those, you know, really uncomfortable feelings. And so leaning into this idea of visibility feels scary And it also feels aligned with what I want to achieve in my career, in my personal life. And so that was something that I feel uh, kind of called to have as my intention for 2024. So what that means is that by having this intention for myself, I'm going to be able to lean into that. So when I'm faced with a decision whether it's an opportunity that might come up or launching the podcast, recording this episode today, for example, I think, okay, yep, my intention is visibility. And I remind myself that, yes, it's okay to feel this discomfort and I'm going to do the thing anyway, because the 
uh, intent of visibility is important to me. And I know that it's important to me because of all the reflection I've done on it. And you can see how my thought process around that is different from a specific resolution, which might have been like if I'd made a New Year's resolution, for example, my New Year's resolution might have been something like I'm going to be more visible in in um, the new year. And there's no tangible outcome with that, because how how would I actually measure that? Like, and, and that's, I think, the thing with resolutions versus the intention, because I can draw on this intention every single day, whereas with the resolution, I'm going to be more visible. That's kind of subjective. So I personally really love intentions, and I think that they're a really nice self-compassionate way to invite change and abundance into your life, but without the rigidity of setting goals that are not going to be achieved and to get yourself stuck in those past patterns of behavior that are hard to change. And and those past patterns of behavior are hard to change without support as well. So it's not to say that having goals or new year's resolutions is a bad thing. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. You can have a new year's resolution and, and stick to it and achieve those goals. Absolutely. And I also think that it's important to be mindful that they're not so cut and dry as, as we think. So my invitation, I guess, to you is to think about if resolutions don't feel like a good fit for you, if you've been listening along and thinking, wow, yeah, actually resolutions uh, have generally not gone so well for me, then maybe an intention is something for you to consider this year. Even if you're listening to this episode a few weeks into the new year, even if you're listening to this episode and your new year's resolution has already gone to shit, or maybe your new year's resolution is still tracking along okay, wherever you're at with it, the invitation to create an intention is there. So how can you go about setting a powerful intention for this year? Well, part of the way that you can do this is by being able to clearly articulate what it is that you're wanting to cultivate or what it is that you're actually wanting to achieve this year. So you might brainstorm, you might think about the different areas of your life and you might jot some ideas down. This isn't a, um, think of a word and that's it. You're done. This is a reflective process and I encourage you to take your time with it. And then some people like to create a bit of an affirmation around the intention. Uh, so for example, an I am statement as though uh, it's already happening. So for example, for me, it might be an I am statement of I am visible. I am okay being uncomfortable in my visibility. And the reason that we're saying it as an I am statement is because we want to say it in the present tense as though that uh, affirmation is already true. Now, we need to be mindful with this though, because sometimes uh, when people create affirmations, they create affirmations that don't actually feel true. So it might be uh, an affirmation that is just too out there for you. 
And I think sometimes we do this when there are affirmations around our body, for example. Um, you know, people might say, I love my body. And it doesn't actually feel true. People are like, well, actually, well, I don't like that. I don't like my legs. I don't like my cellulite. I don't really, I don't actually love my body. So when we create affirmations that don't feel true, they're not the right affirmation for us. So it needs to be an affirmation around your intention that feels true for you or feels as though it could be true for you. So for me, I am okay with the discomfort of visibility that feels true for me because I I am okay with the discomfort of visibility I am okay in my emotional experience when it comes to visibility and then once you have your intention into uh, the I am or once you have the I am statement you can whittle that down into one word And then that becomes your intention for the year. And same with goals, we need to be referencing them regularly. So we don't just want to have the word and then throw it away. We want to be able to jot it down. So you might save it to your phone, save it to your phone notes. You might, I've got mine on a... um, cork board on a vision board um, where I can see it regularly. So I need to change that um, for the new year. And you might like to repeat it during, I don't know, exercise or when you're at work at a difficult meeting, you might like to bring your intention up when faced with these difficult things or whatever it is, wherever it is that you want to bring this into. Or you might be having your coffee in the morning and and you might have a bit of reflection time, do a bit of journaling around it. Whatever feels good for you. Again, there's no right or wrong way to do this. So some examples uh, of being able to set an intention might be around career. So you might want to get a promotion at work and earn more money so that you can have uh, the freedom to be able to travel more often with your partner. And so your affirmation might be, uh, I am worthy of success. And so your affirmation might then be success. Or your intention might be, I want to live with more compassion for myself and others. And I want to stop being so critical and judgmental of myself and maybe other people as well. And so your affirmation might be, I am compassionate. I am a compassionate person. I am worthy and capable of being compassionate. And so your intention for the year may be compassion or self-compassion, whatever kind of feels good for you. So it might be worth having a bit of a think and having a bit of time to reflect on the intention that feels good for you over the course of the year and whether 
you would like to set an intention and ditch the New Year's resolutions. Because I think that particularly with us high achieving women, we can very, very much be perfectionists and just want to get things right. And I think that sometimes those New Year's resolutions can really leave us in a place of feeling as though we have to get it right. We have to achieve the goal. And if we don't, then all of these negative thoughts come. Out of all of the podcasts that are out there, I am so grateful that you chose to listen to this one today. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a five-star review on this podcast so that we can help reach more like-minded women who also need a daily dose of motivation and inspiration to live the most authentic life. Take care and I'll chat with you next week. And letting us know what your intention is. I'll pop a question into the group. So if you are inclined, I would love to hear what your intention is. I'll post mine in there as well. And we can use that as a bit of a reflection tool as well throughout the year as well to kind of help keep us a little bit accountable for what our intention is. So thanks so much for tuning in and I hope this has given you a little bit of thought around the downsides to setting the New Year's resolutions and I will look forward to bringing you a new episode next week. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for the next episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast next week.